what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. How many times do things happen in our life that's an inconvenience at the moment and we're just all worked up about it and upset about it, but it's God working behind the scenes because if He allows things to keep going the way it's going, it could be a real inconvenience to be paralyzed from the neck down. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to 2 Chronicles chapter 30. 2 Chronicles chapter 30. 2 Chronicles 30, if you will, move down to verse 16. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 16, and they stood in their place after their manner, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests sprinkled the blood which they received of the hand of the Levites. For there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. Therefore the Levites had the charge of the killing of the Passovers for everyone that was not clean to sanctify them unto the Lord. For a multitude of people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon every one that prepares his heart to seek God, the Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. The good Lord pardoned them all. Upon coming to the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel, speaking of Hezekiah, the headlines of the day were dealing with how the northern kingdom of Israel had been taken away into Assyria. The only ones left in the northern kingdom were those that were poor, destitute, sick. All of them had lost family members. They had been taken away as slaves. And they were hurting. And Hezekiah's response to all of that was to send out letters to all of Israel, including the northern kingdom. It was out of his jurisdiction, but God helped him to write these letters. And in those letters, there was a promise of God to the people. You've lost loved ones. They've been taken captive. They're in Assyria. But if you will turn to the Lord 
if you will return to God, if you will come and celebrate the Passover, God will move upon the hearts of your captors and allow your loved ones to come home. But the people, many of them, they laughed and they mocked. Nevertheless, some few came to Jerusalem. It was few in number when you look at the overall population, but it made up a very large congregation of people that were there to attend the Passover. Glory to God. I wish there was a large congregation of people today that would come to church and worship God. But sadly and regrettably, that is not the case. They tell us now, a poll was taken not too long ago, that only 45% now of the American public attends church on Sunday morning since COVID. You think of that. You would think that in the midst of all of that pandemic, thousands dying all around us, that people would have drawn closer to God. The church house would have been packed, or at least the parking lots of, of churches would have been full, people coming to God. But now, after COVID, less people are going to church now than prior to COVID. What is that, Brother James? Why is that? The Bible tells us, and Paul warned us about this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. Paul said, let no man deceive you by any means. There is a spirit of deception that is in control of this country right now. And Paul said, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away First, a falling away. Church members, backsliding. Jesus talked about it in Revelation chapter 3 when he addressed the church at Laodicea. He said, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're lukewarm. And because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. In other words, let me just break it on down where it's at. When the rapture takes place, if you backslid, you ain't going. We were talking about it in Sunday school this morning. The first rapture that ever took place was Enoch. The Bible says that he walked with God, he pleased God, and God took him. You want to know what the qualification for the rapture is? It's to please God. Please God. You need to find out what it is that pleases God. Now, we could sit here this morning, if I would go around the room and go out in the parking lot, we could name a thousand million things that one could name that pleases God. But let me tell you, there's only one thing that pleases God, and that is His Son, Jesus Christ. And when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, that pleases God. That qualifies you for the rapture. But wait a minute. you got to keep your faith maintained in Christ, who he is and what he did. You've got to do it on a daily basis. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself daily and take up that cross. Take it up. 
It's a daily thing. But people are deceived today. They're deceived in the church house. They go to church and the preacher tells them they can go out and live any old way you want to live and everything will be all right. And when the trump sounds, you're going to go to heaven. No, you're going to wind up in the pit of hell if you don't get your life straight with Christ. Bottom line, you cannot shack up with the devil and expect God to pay the rent. You can't do it. You can't play with sin. You see, you're either all for God or none of God. He's either Lord of all or not Lord at all. And you can't straddle the fence. You got to get on one side or the other. And you got to examine yourself. Examine yourself, Paul said, to see if you be in the faith. And there's a great deception today. There's a, there's a spirit of deception in this country, and there's a spirit of backsliding in the church. All right, Second Chronicles 30, verse 16. And they, speaking of the Levites, stood in their place after their manner, according to the law of Moses, the man of God, and the priests sprinkled the blood which they received of the hands of the Levites. For there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. Therefore the Levites had the charge of the killing of the Passovers for every one that was not clean to sanctify them unto the Lord. There were many in the southern kingdom that attended the Passover. Many of these people were somewhat knowledgeable of the protocol as it regards the sacrificial system. They knew that they were to bring a lamb without spot, without blemish. The lamb had to be perfect in every way. Now, they might not have known this. They might not have known what it typified. But that lamb without spot and without blemish, it typified Christ. Without spot, without blemish, without sin. Jesus never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. He lived a perfect life. Bring a lamb without spot, without blemish. They'd bring it to the priest. And when it passed the examination, the individual that brought the lamb, they were to place their hands upon the head of the lamb and confess their sins. And then, upon doing that, the priest would hand them a knife. And they would take the knife and slit the throat of that little animal. And the Levites would capture the blood in a basin and then they would hand it to the priest, and the priest would sprinkle that blood upon the altar. Ladies and gentlemen, every bit of that typified Calvary. It typified the cross. It typified the blood that set you and I free. Your redemption did not come cheap. You know, your redemption was not bought with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but it was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Precious blood. The Bible says, 
And everyone had to go through this process. But here's the thing. There were those in attendance that day to the Passover that were from the northern kingdom. Look there in verse 18. The Bible says a multitude of people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun. These were northern folks. These folks had come down from the north, down to the south, to Jerusalem, to celebrate the Passover. Now, these people had been deceived for 260 years, going all the way back when the kingdom was divided, and the northern kingdom chose Jeroboam to be their king. And Jeroboam up and said, oh, hey, hey, here's what we'll do. Let's build two golden calves and let the people go up and worship at the altar of these golden calves. And he instituted a feast similar to the Passover, and the people would celebrate. They were worshiping a false god. They were deceived. And it passed down from generation to generation. For 260 years, these people worshiped. They knew not what. They worshiped demon spirits. They didn't know any better. And they received word by the letter of Hezekiah, and they came. They were there. They were there in the midst of all of that ceremony. And they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what to do. And they were unclean, the Bible says. And it's obvious that in their actions and the way they dress, they're unclean. And I can imagine some sanctified religious southerner stands back and says, what are all them folks doing here? Let me tell you this. It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But let's bring that on up to the day. What are they doing here? Don't they know this is a white church? What are they doing here? Don't they know this is a black church? What are they doing here? I saw what they posted on Facebook. What are they doing here? I saw them at the club last night. Oh, you did? What were you doing at the club last night? Hello? Well, Brother James, I know what they did. They've been spreading rumors, and they've been doing all of this and that and sleeping around and drinking and, and all this kind of stuff, and there they are sitting in the church house. They are unclean. Well, what about you? What about you? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even those of us that are saved, we fall short of God's glory. But look at verse 24. It says, justified. Justified. Justified never sinned. That's what it means. Justified freely means it's a free gift of God. You don't do anything to earn it. 
justified freely by his grace. God has every right to wipe you off the face of the earth. You deserve that wreck that took place at like that took you out, but God spared you. Are you listening to me? God spared you. Gave you another chance. Gave you another opportunity to come to him and accept him before it was everlasting too late. And that's just some of the things we know about. What about some of the things we don't know about? This dear brother right here locked his keys up in the car the other week. God bless him. It put them about 30, 45 minutes behind where they were supposed to go. But who knows? They might have been a wreck. And our dear brother and sister could have been involved in it. Could have took them out. And God protected them. How many times, how many times do things happen in our life that's an inconvenience at the moment and we're just all worked up about it and upset about it, but it's God working behind the scenes because if he allows things to keep going the way it's going, it could be a real inconvenience to be paralyzed from the neck down. Are you listening to me? So maybe that flat tire I had was a blessing. Every single one of us in here today and in that parking lot out there, you ought to praise and worship God that you were able to come to this place today because there's a lot of people that can't do that. Grace, justified freely by His grace through the redemption. The word redemption means that a price was paid. A price was paid for a slave and you were the slave, a slave of Satan, a slave to the sin nature. But the price was, for, was paid to set you free from that. It's redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. That's an atoning victim. Jesus Christ paid the price to make us one with God because sin is what separated us from God. And catch this, 25, Romans 3.25, through faith in his blood. Salvation has always been by faith in the sacrifice. And it is the blood that washes you and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And the Bible says after that to declare his righteousness. Jesus took our sins at Calvary and gave us his righteousness. And we can boldly declare that as being ours because of the resurrection. Glory to God. And this is what I want to deal with right here, latter part of verse 25. For the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Remission means that every sin you've ever committed is forgiven. But it also has this definition. The cause of sin is taken care of. The cause of sin is the, it's the sin nature that's inside of you. That propensity to do evil. To do that which is against God. And when you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes inside and binds up the sin nature, renders it ineffective, puts it in a state of remission. 
if you will, to where it's no longer active like it once was. And that sin nature will stay in remission as long as you maintain your faith in the finished work of Christ. But the moment you allow your faith to shift from Christ to something else, then the sin nature springs back into action. And now you're having trouble again. See? So you got to identify what your problem is, sin nature. And you got to take the gospel every day. Like taking a pill. Gospel. You take it by faith every day. And when you take the gospel by faith every day, the active ingredient of the Holy Spirit is released in your heart and life. And it keeps that sin nature at bay. It keeps it in remission. And you have life. And you have life more abundantly. Glory to God. Have you taken your pills today? Glory to God. Take your pills every day. The gospel. All right. So you've got all these people from the north. They didn't know any better. They're there at the Passover. And if you look there in verse 18, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 18, For the multitude of the people had not cleansed themselves, yet they did eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. So here they are, and in the book of Deuteronomy, there's certain protocol and certain steps that you're supposed to go through in order to partake of the Passover. Okay? And if you'll go to Leviticus 15, Julie, if you will, put it up on the screen if you can. Leviticus 15, verse 31, there was an offering that's supposed to be offered up for one's uncleanness. And the Bible says, Leviticus 15, 31, Thus shall ye separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. The death penalty sat upon those who partook of the Passover and didn't go through the proper protocol. So you got all these people from the north. They didn't know any better. They came because of the letters they received. Their heart's in the right place, but they didn't know a lack of knowledge. The Bible says my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. And here these people are in the midst of all this ceremony, and they're just eating away, and they've not gone through the proper protocol, and they don't even realize that the death sentence is resting upon them. And it's obvious. Hezekiah sees all of this. I want you to notice he didn't go out and start correcting people. Okay? Here's what he did. Second Chronicles 30, verse 18. The Bible says that he prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon every one that prepareth his heart to seek God. And this is the lesson I want to show you today. Somebody can come to church and on the outward appearance, their actions is not godly. Their dress may not be what you think it ought to be. But God looks on the heart. The outward appearance of an individual is a sign, especially 
if it's obvious there's something there that's not right it's not a sign for you to correct that individual it's a sign for you to pray for that individual if you'll pray for that individual as hezekiah did pardon everyone that has a heart for you if that person truly has a heart for god you can't see in their heart but if they truly have a heart for god correction will come are you listening to me and that wait a minute wait a minute let, let me let me finish verse 20 the lord hearkened to hezekiah and he healed the people all right when god heals he deals with the cause of your sickness. He deals with it instantly. Done. Gone. But wait a minute. Your body has to heal. And sometimes getting your strength back and getting back where you ought to be don't happen overnight. It takes, takes a little while depending on whatever it is. And the person you're praying for, God can heal them of whatever it is, the sin in their life. But some things take a little time. It might take a little time for them to, to grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord and become educated in the proper protocol of church. You know, am, am I making any sense to you today? All right. And the Lord pardoned them all. The Lord will pardon anyone who has a heart to seek Him. Are you seeking the Lord today? today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.